Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You were about to listen to the Timey Wimey Tea Time podcast, a geekyantics.net and allgames.com production. Find out what everyone's talking about. The Doctor, of course. Doctor Who? Exactly. That Doctor. <laughs> Join us live at www.twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. That's G-E-E-K-Y-A-N-T-I-C-S. Hang out with us, ask questions, laugh and have at it. We can't wait to hear what's on your minds and hearts. Tiny, whiny, tea time. And welcome to Timey Wimey Tea Time, where friends gather to talk about all things Doctor Who, sci-fi, fantasy, zombies, creativity, and geekdom as a whole. But before we get into uh, all of the stuff that we're about in our tea time discussions, our tea time topics, uh, some brief intro- introductions, or just one introduction, because I'm flying solo today for those that are regular listeners. Uh, my name is Yomar Lopez, I'm known throughout the interwebs, that, and sometimes uh, the Whoverse as Yogizilla. Friends IRL call me Yogi. And as our old friend Stan Farina has been known to say, I'm a gamer, a dreamer, an author of silliness, a disgruntled techie, a wild-eyed entrepreneur, and a fistful of happy emojicons and sunshine. I ride into the battle upon a glittering My Little Pony, and out of my mouth come laughing swords of peppermint and ginger. Above all, I hope that we can become friends as we embark upon this wonderful journey through time and space, the human condition, and merriment slash, slash uh, bantering. Though I promise uh, I'm making a concerted effort to keep the, uh, the, what you call it, the banter to a minimum. Uh, and apparently I didn't update the, okay, I fixed it. Whoops. <laughs> I'm uh, messing with Twitch. Uh, usually we're joined by Fatal Blades, aka Oolong, but uh, he's had a very busy schedule. He started a new job and... He's got a lot of projects going on. He's actually looking to start uh, launch a new podcast right here on the Geeky Antics Network. Who knows? It might even be on AllGames.com, uh, which will be wrestling-themed. And I know uh, a bunch of people over on the AllGames side would uh, be really excited about that. Um, but, yeah. I've, it, my schedule has been really weird at my, uh, for me as well. Um, usually, I'm a late-night streamer, and I'm up till 3 or 4 in the morning. And then I... 
you know, my morning might start around 10 a.m., depending on whether I have a lot of stuff to do that morning or not. But uh, lately I've been getting up like at 7 or 8 in the morning, and I'm still going to sleep around 2 or 3, but not, but not the, as bad as I used to. I mean, sometimes, some nights were like 4, 5, 6 in the morning, East Coast time. Uh, can't keep that up. I'm getting too old for that. And apparently it's finally catching up on me. <laughs> Plus, I, you know, I gotta be there for my family and whatnot. Anyway, that's enough about me and my my struggles. Um, what 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 do I want to say here? So yeah, we have some stuff, some goodies to discuss during tea time today. This is something so long. I'm gonna try to keep the show a little shorter if possible. I know I always say that. But we'll try. Because a lot of these things are better as uh, discussion topics. So this is our tentative uh, itinerary for the show. I guess we could say our star map. Uh, in, our first, in the first half of the show, we're going to have our Before We Go Deeper segment, where we just share some news on the Geeky Antics Network. Uh, this uh, show here, Time Wimey Tea Time, is a flagship show of the Geeky Antics Network in collaboration with AllGames.com. We appreciate our extended family over there. Uh, then we'll do our Who News segment, some Whovian news. Uh, we'll do, briefly do Who's Who, where we... Just talk about why we love Doctor Who and why that's a big focus of this show. It's not the only thing we talk about, but it is something we always come back to. And it's, you know, where the show really got started as a, as a Doctor Who fan cast. But I realized that doesn't have as much, um, it doesn't give us enough wiggle room. And uh, we don't want to be that specialized because there's a lot of great, dedicated Doctor Who shows. But I feel like what we're bringing here is more of a focus on the creative side the geeky side, the, the fandoms, you know, things that are tangent to Doctor Who but may not necessarily be related. Uh, then, then we should get into the tea time topic. I may skip it, where we're talking a little bit about Supernatural and other TV talk uh, thereof. Uh, I might just mention some brief stuff there and then move on quickly. Usually the tea time topic is our main uh, discussion area or uh, feature, so to speak. But I think today we'll just go just straight, jump straight into our second half, get into the gaming verse, the segment where we talk about video games. And of course, we're still hot for hot, Heroes of the Storm. So we'll talk a lot about that, talk a little bit about Hearthstone and some Xbox One. Um, that, that is the thing, console gaming is still a thing, guys. It really is. And then we'll have our outro and shoutouts, and that's pretty much it. Uh, now I'm going to apologize if, you, if anyone did leave comments uh, um, on YouTube or Stitcher. And they didn't tweet us. I may have missed them. Uh, I don't know. I know that happens sometimes. And the iTunes reviews are particularly tough because they separate them by region. So you might be in Australia and leaving us uh, feedback. And I've realized I've just actually found out we have a bunch of international listeners. A, lot, a bunch more than we realized to be in with. A, lot, a bunch, a ton of people in Russia, a, a ton of people in Australia, the UK, of course, tons of people in there. But I, I didn't become aware of it until some of, them, some of them started getting out of lurking mode and actually tweeting us, uh, sending us email. And then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, why is there such a big gap between what we see in comments and what's actually there? And that's why what's happening. A lot of these platforms, including geekyheads.net, we, we, we got to make some tweaks to make it more user-friendly. Trust me, I know. It's my baby. I got to really get, get uh, focused a day. To optimizing that, one of the things we're planning to do, actually, might as well just make this a formal uh, announcement before we go deeper. So, one of the things we're planning to do with GeekyAnswers.net, 
Uh, we'll be lo- launching. Actually, we just launched a promotional campaign, which uh, we'll talk about in the news. Actually, um, ways other ways you can support the network, and also uh, maybe earn money yourself. But uh, I want to integrate Facebook and Twitter login, so you can log in with those accounts, create your account with that, and then still have the profiles and achievements that we have on the site. So I got to find a way to just make that very clean, um, insert that data into the... So that it's tricky because I have to make sure that the user IDs are always unique, but then they're associated with your Google, your Facebook, or your WordPress.com, depending on what you set up. So we already kind of have that functionality in there. Uh, I just need to make sure it's clean and uh, there's no security issues or cumbersome things you run into. So stay tuned for that. That might be still a month out. Uh, I am primarily doing this solo. Uh, for everyone else, they have a day job. And uh, and uh, it's, it's not geeky antics. <laughs> but we have a lot of contributors. It's just, you know... Some people don't see the full value of it because it's not a, a, a salary job, and others don't. You know, they just don't. They just don't have the time. They want it. They see the vision. They get the vision, but they don't have the time. Another thing too, people really do not get. Like we are getting so much. Our reach is insane right now. A lot of our content is showing up at the top of Google searches, uh, um, and 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 we're also getting you know hundreds of thousands of unique monthly visitors across our different. Um, feeds and, and and websites and stuff. It's it's pretty crazy, uh, and it's all thanks to your support. Um, of course, we still have a long way to go. There's always op- there are always opportunities. I know people have been saying there were some bugs with the site logging in or registering. So I will get to those. Rest assured, I am paying attention. I listen. I listen. Trust me. But yeah, it's been over half a year of episodes here on Timey Wimey Tea Time. Um, some people have asked why we went bi-weekly. And, you know, big reason that I wanted to make sure, you know, with this show in particular, you know, it's more scripted. And I I feel like when when Stan Farina was co-host and he was very involved with the show, we developed an expectation that this show is going to be really good quality. You know, very little dead air or pointless bantering, if any at all. Very structured, but still fun. But we want quality content. We want every word, every topic to really matter and not just be filler. And um, it's hard to do that when you do it weekly, especially when we're trying to make room for other product launches, other other podcasts, streaming events, um, apparel. Yes, we're going to have an announcement in that. Um, and, other, and just a lot of things that we're working on. You know, we, have, uh, we do premium services. We do consulting services. Uh, graphic design, mark, online marketing, uh, content marketing, whatever you want to call it, uh, copywriting. Uh, ghostwriting. There's tons of stuff we can offer to, pe- to folks that need the extra help. So that's part of what we're here. But mi- primarily, first and foremost, we're a community of people, of geeks, that are passionate about things. That's what geeks are, people that are passionate about things. That tend to be kind of niche, perhaps obscure or strange to the uninitiated. And uh, I-, I think uh, TWTT has become a vehicle for, for those fandoms, those geeky uh, endeavors. Now, every for fat for the wow, for the past like two or three months, we've been doing the TWTT word of the day, and then once again, it comes to us from dictionary.com. And today's word of the day is apothem. I hope I, I pronounced that right. Apothem. 
It's spelled A-P-O-T-H-E-G-M, as in Mary. And it's a noun. It means a short, pithy, instructive saying, a terse remark or aphorism. I, I, that, even that definition is pretty epic. Uh, here, here it is using a quote. Uh, One need not go beyond the limits of the British Museum to be profoundly accomplished in all branches of science, art, and literature. Only it would take a lifetime to exhaust it in any one department, but to see it as we did, and with no prospect of ever seeing it more at leisure, only impressed me with the truth of the old apothem. Life is short, and art is long. That's, that comes from Nathaniel Hawthorne, uh, London, September 29th, 1855. Passages from the English Notebooks, 1870. The origin of the word apothem stems from the Greek term Oof, I'm going to butcher this one. Apothengesai. Apothengesai. Gestai. I don't know. I, pop, I probably had it right the first time. Meaning to speak out. And it entered English in the mid-1500s. So it's got a bit of history. This is, uh, I guess you could really call this Old English. We want to make sure that we thank our sponsors. And, uh, you know, uh, sponsors could be people that donate. People that uh, formerly do affiliate marketing. What's, what's affiliate marketing, you may ask? Uh, you know, people have referral links or they have banner ads and they get paid per click or per, or per impression. That's affiliate marketing. Uh, commission-based kind of thing, usually. Uh, revenue sharing, that's all affiliate marketing in a nutshell. Uh, we don't have as many of those things going on. We want to make, like, well, our focus right now is to pick, handpick products that we believe in whether it's a service or a physical product something tangible but uh the people that we are working with we really believe in what they're doing and if we if you see us going into little, little bouts where we're advertising really hard or pushing for something really hard you know realize it's, it's, because, it's because we see value in it for you and it, all, it also will help us out uh artists and photographers by the way and oh, actually before i even get into that a uh, list of our sponsors, and this is not even, not even a full list of our, of our sponsors, but most of them are in there. I try to keep it pretty updated. Uh, geekyantics.net forward slash sponsors. And geeky is G-E-E-K-Y, all right? And then antics, A-N-T-I-C-S dot net forward slash sponsors. Not geeky, antiques, not geekly, antics, or anything of the sort. I've seen that. <laughs> For the most part, people actually get the name. They understand what I'm saying. I know I speak a little fast sometimes. I'm, I'm excited. I'm an excited person. But artists and photographers, we have a call to action for you. Bring your, your designs, and not your decisions, your designs to life. Yes. You, maybe, maybe you're an aspiring artist or photographer, or maybe you're, you've been around for a while, but you're looking to have more ways to share your designs or, give, or breathe new life into them, or increase the value that you have when you offer them to potential customers. Well, how can you do that? First of all, you go to shinyprints.com. We have the referral link at uh, the sponsors page that we just mentioned, geekyantics.net for us sponsors. And at geekyantics, at, 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 not at geekyantics, at shinyprints.com, you can take any design you have, upload it, and then you get to make a metal print out, out of it. Out of, in any size, really, and it's beautiful. They're durable. You don't need you don't need a frame for it. it. It's its own self-contained kind of thing. It's frameless, and it comes with a mounting solution. So, 
if you have if you have an Etsy store or you have a, a physical storefront, you know, maybe you have a gallery and you're selling art pieces, and you know the traditional canvas or regular photos, people have to worry about getting frames, right? That costs a lot of money, a lot more money than people realize. Frames can range anywhere from like thirty dollars to three hundred dollars or more, depending on the size. I'm not even I'm not exaggerating. So you can knock that price, you know, especially on the largest uh, print sizes. Take that out of the equation and offer a, a, a more durable product, something that will wow people. Because these metal prints look amazing, and the the color reproduction on them is is just jaw dropping. So sh- shinyprints.com. Make sure you let them know if you order. Leave a little comment. Say hey, uh, Yomar from the Ge- from Geeky Antics uh, sent me. And uh, I appreciate that. If you, if you don't happen to use the referral link, uh, another one that we're we're uh, another affiliate that we're just we're starting to work with is uh, Teespring.com, uh, and I have the link on the overlay. It's uh, make sure I remind myself. This is a little tricky. It's bit.ly bitly forward slash custom hyphen. Oh gosh, no no no. It's bit.ly forward slash so it's bit.ly forward slash teespring hyphen custom hyphen t-shirts. I try to make it a shorter thing. I probably try to come up with a better one. But uh that's that's the only one that was available. I might have to use a custom domain. Maybe get uh Gangly or Geekly. No, someone already has Geekly. I'm sure there's a custom domain we could use for a uh, link shortener. But the reason I'm using that is because our referral link from Teespring isn't very unique. It's like teespring.com forward slash invites forward slash DKA, blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of numbers and letters. and I thought, No one's going to remember that. But Teespring hyphen custom hyphen t-shirts, much easier. It's probably should have made that tease. By the way, uh, th- those links will be on the same page I mentioned earlier. Geekyantis.net forward slash sponsors. Um, well, there'll be banners and, and uh, regular text links and all that kind of stuff. And we usually do a good job of including the the links in the show notes too. So if you're uh, looking in, on YouTube or on our podcast feed, on Stitcher, uh, uh, iTunes, Zoom, TuneIn Radio, gosh, I can't even keep track of all of them. Then I'll be in there as well. Speaking of feeds, remember that we are live on AllGames.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Geeky Antics every Saturday at noon Eastern, 5 p.m. in London. 4 p.m. in Madrid, and if you missed the live show, you can go to uh, you can go over to uh, YouTube on Saturday evenings. Usually, it'll, it'll be right up. I, mean, I try to be good about that. Uh, you can just go to YouTube.com forward slash Geeky Antics. It's pretty consistent. Just Google Geeky Antics, you'll find a lot of our, our cool stuff there. And maybe not the not so not so cool stuff. You can also search Twitter for hashtag TLTT to be part of conversations related to what we talk about during tea time, and also links to our latest YouTube upload. And a word of warning, the other shows on our respective networks, uh, namely Geeky Antics and All Games, may not be age-appropriate, or dare I say, your cup of tea. So, you've been warned. We keep this show, this show right here is family-friendly, but I can't speak for the others. Now, I am of the belief that, you know, language is a powerful tool. It's alright if you, if you cuss, drop an F-bomb, or whatever, as long as you're not hateful. Uh, as long as you're not overdoing it, because then words lose their effectiveness. And there's a, and, and a lot of times there are better ways to communicate without 
you know, just don't be risque just for the sake of being risque. And I think all the shows on allgames.com and on Geeky Answers are equally adept at doing that. The one questionable one, which is a show I actually enjoy, is probably Let's Ask a Lady. Uh, though I think they get into some profound things that beneath all the toilet humor and visceral kind of content, there's a lot of quality there. So I wholeheartedly support all our fellows across the networks, uh, just to name, name a few, B-Team Podcast, Zombie Cast, R9 Cast, Knuckleballer Radio, 42 Level 1, oh gosh, Video Game Outsiders, Gaming History 101, I know I'm forgetting some people that I appreciate, but uh, trust me, I, I am listening and I appreciate you guys, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm going to send the people over your, your way, so... I see. In fact, uh, Fred uh, Fred Rojas, uh, aka Spiders Venom, who does uh, Pixelated Pints and the Gaming History One Hundred One, was wondering why he was getting a sudden surge of uh, Russian listeners and viewers, and and I said, "Oh, that's because uh, of us. For some reason, Russians love geeky antics." And I, I, I'm actually I'm baffled by it mostly, but uh, that's also really cool to me. So, hey, everybody's welcome. I mean, we are a geeky antics network global, you know, gang, the gang. Hashtag the gang. And uh, it's a little cheesy sounding, but it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's meant to be. Uh, also, another note on YouTube. We miss your comments, so say hello. Don't be shy. I know it's easier to be um, a lurker. Uh, some of you may have originally joined us because of Stan Farina. You know, so you came for him, but I hope you stay for the pudding or the custard or the flan. I'm a big fan of flan or cheesecake. Fla- flan, I think, wins all. It's a, it's a it's a cake, it's a pie, it's, I don't know, it's a custard, it's amazing. Flan, yeah, flan is a custard, so that's kind of redundant, but flan in particular is just amazing. Especially uh, Spanish or um, Puerto Rican style flan, when it's made right and not very eggy, so good. Um, but hopefully Stan will eventually return when he sorts his affairs. I know he misses doing the podcast thing. I've talked to him uh, on many occasions, and it's been the thing I got consistently from him. It's about the same with Adam. You know, I'm a little bit uh, over the top and eccentric, I guess you could say. He's a little more relaxed and calm and poetic. And I think it's a good dynamic we have together. But we appreciate Oolong. Oh, imagine if we became a three-man show. That'd be interesting. The new and the old combined. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Anywho. Who? See what I did there? Our playlist for uh, on YouTube can be found at bit.ly forward slash... TWTT playlist and TWTT is in all caps. Of course, TWTT stands for Timey Wimey Tea Time or Timmy Wimey Tea Time, depending who you are. Uh, last but not least, leave us voicemail. We love voicemail. We love hearing your lovely voices, your giggles, your singing, your excitement. It's just a whole different thing. We could play voicemail, and I think it's easier and more convenient than leaving a comment. So, and maybe it's less. Makes you a little less vulnerable in a way because you know comments could be you know come up in searches and people could Google them or Yahoo search them or Bing them. I get it, you know you're putting your stuff out there. But voicemail, you know, it's it's a lot more personal too. It's a lot more intimate, so to speak. Do you tell us about your first uh, or maybe your favorite or deepest Hoovian experience or share your love for the show or a show, anything creative, maybe writing, maybe. Streaming, I don't know, video games? Who's your favorite doctor? We can talk The Walking Dead, we can talk writing, anime, whatever tickles your fancy. 
If you're calling within the U.S., uh, the number is 206-415-4987. And if you're calling from outside the U.S., it's 011-206-415-4987. You can also email us a short mp3 to, and you can send that to uh, TWTT at GeekyAntics.net. Uh, ideally, we probably want to keep it around 30 seconds. You know, a minute might be that the sweet spot. Um, two minutes probably tops. But uh, yeah, you know, send us that message. Make sure it's MP3 because that's a, a smaller file. It'll, it'll save you bandwidth and it'll help us download it faster. And we'll play it live on the show and discuss. So now, let's do our Who News segment where we uh, do uh, Whovian slash Geeky News. First up on the top of the news, we have uh, West Radio Show. They launched a Teespring campaign. Details are on our uh, Facebook fan page. I got mine last night during their pre-Retro Friday Destiny stream. It's kind of been our thing. They do a stream from like, uh, sometimes from like 9 to midnight or 9 to 11. Maybe they start sooner. And then I follow up with Retro Friday late, late night. And uh, yeah, it's good times. Uh, make sure you go support them. Again, fa- our Facebook fan page is Geeky Antics, like everything else. So if you just go to facebook.com forward slash Geeky Antics, we'll come right up. Whovians! Yes, we have actual Doctor Who news. Yes, Whovians. Yes, yes. It's a big one. Time Lord Party 2 is coming June 12th. Not that far away. It's coming to June 12th to Atlanta. And our friend, the gifted artist, Dimitri Walker, will be there. Uh, Dimitri Walker of Paintings by D- Dimitri on uh, Facebook. Make sure you check him out as well. Uh, we might have to make it out there and say hello to him, catch up um, in a more meaningful manner. Um, if you don't know Dimitri, he does these kind of um, cross-universe pieces. Like maybe you might see a minion from Despicable Me in the Doctor Who universe. Or you might have Firefly and Star Wars characters hanging out at a bar. Stuff like that. It's really cool. Uh, of course, he's going to have a lot of Doctor Who pieces here. We're, we're trying to work with him to see if he'll uh, get some prints done through Shiny Prints. Because like, his work, and he does a lot of stuff in like oils and whatnot. I, I can only imagine one of his pieces done as a, as a metal print. Heck, I got I to gotta, I gotta keep bugging him about it. Because there's a few pieces that I like as a metal print. And uh, I'll even pay. I even I will even pay the the upsell price, the reseller price. That he'll you have to mark it up a little bit, obviously. But the quality on a metal print just so much better. Lord Rakdos in the house. What's going on, buddy? Um, and Fatal Blades is showing up late to the party. <laughs> that means I'm probably gonna get a call here in a second. Let me make sure I have the Skype up. So Fatal Blades in the house. Mr. Oolong. So yeah, um, I didn't look too much into the details of this guy. I, I, I want to make it. I'm close to Atlanta. But just so everything going on, I don't know if I can do conventions right now. And it's a slippery slope. Once you go to one, you get hooked on in and keep going. And when I go to them, it's hard for me to fully enjoy it because I, I feel like I have to cover. I have to blog about it, do photo blogs. And then I gotta, I'll try to make up uh, appointments and get some interviews. And it, it, it's fun, but it's a lot of work. 
And it's better when you can go with people. I, I don't want to go to one by myself. It's just not the same. Even if you meet people there. But uh, it's good to have a travel buddy. Anywho, our, our friends at uh, AM Audio Media. That's June 12th, by the way. And on June 13th, something big is coming up. Because, yes, our friends at AM Audio Media, they're now launching Series 2 of Doctor Who Dark Journey on June 13th. And that's going to be part of the Gallifrey Stands podcast. Uh, you just go to amaudiomedia.com. You get details there. Uh, originally, they were supposed to do it at the end of this month. But I think, like us, they uh, have been really busy keeping up with their projects and um, their day jobs and all other things. And so they had to p- kind of push that forward. So it actually works out well for us because we get to promote it much more efficiently. Uh, so am amaudiomedia.com. And we have the interview with AM Audio Media's uh, Ricky Wright and Andrew Chalmers. That's over at geekantics.net forward slash blog. Now, for those that want in on Heroes of the Storm, well, what are you waiting for? It's, it's an open beta, and it officially launches this coming Tuesday, June 2nd. I say this coming Tuesday, if, assuming that you're listening live, but for most of you, by the time you listen to this podcast, it may already be out, officially. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big thing. They're actually releasing a off-the-shelf offering, a starter pack. Uh, Amazon, Amazon.com has it. So, no, you can get it at Amazon. You can pre-order them right now. 20 bucks, you get a custom mount. Uh, I think, like, eight characters. It's a lot of stuff. It, it's easily 80 bucks worth of stuff for 20 bucks, And it's a great way to support a game. It's free to play, so you don't have to buy it. But if you get that pack, you'll get a lot of nice characters. Now, if you've already been playing, it's still worth getting it because each hero, each piece of content in there will have its own code so you can gift it to someone. Uh, and, and Jaina and Zeratul are amongst these, uh, the, the characters, the heroes in there. Uh, and it also comes with the, the Zeratul Ronin skin. So that's, that's pretty cool. I might get it and then, uh, you know, gift some of you wonderful listeners and viewers or the friends of the gang you know uh so if you're if you're curious you know send me a tweet keep me keep yourself in my mind because i'll just do random acts of kindness and start giving out stuff like i, I sometimes do that with steam games and uh humble bundles <laughs> lord ratos uh has been feeling well we miss you buddy I, everybody's kind of been uh in my head this past week but he says oh man he said, oh, God, the floodgates will get blown wide. Yeah, June 2nd. I mean, it's already been kind of that, but with all the... I mean, it's actually commercials for Heroes of the Storm on TV now. Blowing my mind. Uh, and it's funny because my family is like, oh, that game looks kind of cool. I'm like, that's the game I've been alpha testing for all this time, and I keep talking about it. Oh, cool. Yep. That tells you a lot about how people are these days. Even your own family and friends, they could be so oblivious because we're just overwhelmed by content who can keep up with it i don't blame them it's funny though it's like it's like but it's just to me it's like the equivalent of me working for nasa and someone t- coming to me and saying hey do you know that they're building a, a, a rocket ship that people can use to to go on uh tours of space and then come back to earth in in, in two days time like uh yeah that's a nasa project and i work for nasa and i'm their project lead hi <laughs> anywho but, uh, oh, some, some gaming talk. Whew. 
So Konami, you know, has been looking to shift from console to mobile gaming uh, for whatever reason. I guess they just, they've gone derp and they can't uh, get the console gaming stuff, right? I don't know. Uh, so they want to do mobile games and continue the slot machine thing and pachinkos and all that stuff, fitness machines. Um, but now the rumors, you know, are kind of floating around that Microsoft will be buying, and they've been bidding on Silent Hills, and the deal might be another like deal comparable to Mahjong Minecraft deal, uh, in, you know, in the billions. And this will set Silent Hills as an Xbox One exclusive. I, I find this hilarious, and I'm sorry if I'm trolling a little bit, but everybody was like, "Oh, come on, you gotta buy a, a, a PlayStation Four now for Silent Hills. It's gonna be so awesome." Well, if it's an Xbox One now. Definitely don't have to buy a PS4. <laughs> Gosh, the salt that this is going to create. And if Microsoft is also able to secure Metal Gear as an exclusive, wow, what a kick to the groin to Sony. I do not see that uh, being very far away. I know a lot of people associate Metal Gear with Sony, but it was originally a Nintendo game. If you go back to the NES. And it's been multi-platform before, but if they can secure Metal Gear as an exclusive, whoo, oh boy, oh boy. Now, I was going to say this real quick too, I don't know what's up with Konami and Capcom, that they got wonderful franchises that people love, Silent Hill is still very much relevant, I don't care what anyone says, but they just, I don't know, they they can't deliver on them. It's weird. And it's not like they're, they're struggling for money. They don't have the, the Microsoft level of, war, of a war chest, but they're making money across the board. Yeah, the returns on their, you know, for Konami especially, uh, the returns on their console, just digital entertainment um, businesses it has been diminishing by like, you know, one to five percentiles per year. Not a huge deal, but it's, Last time I checked their financial report, digital entertainment, which includes console games, accounts for around 45-46% of their total revenue. That's kind of a big deal. And this mobile gaming thing, as cool as it is, I think it's going to be another trend that's going to eventually die out because everybody's jumping onto it. It's the, way, the more it becomes accessible, the less profitable it's going to be. And it's going to shift back to console games. And PC, if you, you know, you can, some people consider a PC a console, but we're not, we won't get to that debate. Um, but yeah, we're going to see an interesting paradigm shift. It's the ebb and flow of the gaming industry. But anyway, uh, Silent Hills is actually 80% done, so we can expect an announcement at E3 2015 and a 2016 quarter one or key one release if the deal goes through. Uh, now, mind you, this, these are all rumors as far as it being an Xbox One, but it. It's a good chance. There's a, there's, a, there's a link I'll share in a second here. Um, but as a token of good faith, this further substantiates the rumor, the PT demo has been pulled off the PlayStation Network. Some people say that that was purely because, you know, the, the project was scrapped because of the whole Norman Reedus contract being over and uh, Guillermo del Toro leaving the project, etc. But, I don't know. Machinima reported on this, and I think they can't be trusted because they were the first ones to, that I can recall that covered the connectless Xbox One rumors. Something that Microsoft incessantly denied at the time. 
And lo and behold, Xbox One without a Kinect. So much for it being uh, central to the system. Though I can't lie, I actually want a Kinect for the Xbox One. The only thing I think is stupid, or at least silly, is that the 360 Kinect uh, doesn't work in the Xbox One. Seems like a missed opportunity. That would have been an easy way to bridge people over. But, whatever. Uh, let's see what else we have here. So an Entourage movie is coming, uh, is coming in June. Uh, I didn't even know people still watch this show. Um, and Ulan's going to be calling us in a second here. He just told me in uh, Twitch chat. Cool. I'm, about, I'm actually almost halfway through, I think. No, 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 no. We're still, we're still in the first half. I'm jumping. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're about, we're about to get into a big discussion, so... Let me call him real quick. But, um... I'll bring you in as soon as I get a, a chance here. Oh, there we go. And... Do we have a Oolong? Hello, Oolong. Okay, he's probably not ready yet. Uh, anyway, so what are we doing? So, yeah, summer release for Entourage the Movie... I used to watch this here and there. It's not something I really got into. I feel like of those type of shows, Californication is way smarter and funnier. Entourage, I like it, but it kind of it makes me cringe a little bit. Cause it makes me think of bad things that people do, like being the bad kind of fanboy, you know. And I don't know. It, it kind of makes you think of reality television and the degradation of society. And then I become a Salty dog and a grumpy old man, a, a curmudgeon, if you will. <laughs> I didn't even know this show was still running. Apparently, it's still popular, so they're making a movie. Uh, I'm kind of curious to go in. I, I feel like it's a good show where you can just enjoy it episodically. Um, but you know, it's kind of like typical kind of. You know what it is? It's like it's like a it's like a fraternity. It's like uh, going to a frat party. It's cool, but either you like that kind of thing or you you don't really want to be a part of that. You know, it's a lot of meathead mentality. And uh, I used to be, I, you know, I used to go to a lot of frat parties during my college years, but I never joined one myself because I just, uh, I don't know. I don't like the whole, hey, bro, hey, and it's too, too, too much testosterone and, you know, egos, big egos floating around. And, yeah, it's silliness. When, when you get certain guys together, they just do stupid things. I don't know. I, I may I may have lost some respect there, but that's just me. I like being around more refined, classy folks that crush beer cans on their head. Yeah, but don't go to frat parties. That makes sense? No. Okay, moving on. Uh, also, another another summer release in the movie uh, area, Dragon Ball Z. We meant to mention this uh, last show, but DBZ is getting a new, a new movie. Uh, well, new-ish. It looks like it's just another remastered clip collection. They're doing the Freeze the story in HD. That's what, from what I could tell. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's something. Yeah, in I think... fairness, every episode of Dragon Ball Z was a clip collection. <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Goku charges a move for ten more minutes, Gohan keeps looking for something, and Piccolo gets grumpy. Pretty much. That's why they did Kai. They took all those clips and they cut out some of the extra stuff, like the extra... Five ten minutes of, <laughs> you know, yeah. just charging up <laughs> and staring at each other intently. The power lifter yell. 
I, I always say that if if I ever get a, a useless he- superhero power, I'd like the power to just turn my hair gold. And, and it would actually require me to actually grow full hair, then make it gold and spiky, and then just like make things around me fly, but I can't actually do any damage. I just stare at people and intimidate them and hope they run away. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, his hair is gold, run away! <laughs> Oh man! Wait a minute. He has hair. How did that happen? And it's gold. Uh oh. That would throw We're some people trouble. off. That would throw people off. Where did that? Where did that come from? Who knows? <laughs> By the way, we're almost wrapping up the news. Uh, actually, good timing. Are there any uh video game deals this week you want to highlight? Any humble bundles or anything big? Um, I know that there are. Uh, there's two humble bundles this week. Uh, let me see. I, Sorry, I, I just kind of like I, I woke up, I wound up spacing really bad, but well, not spacing. I was up watching late night podcasts and streams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you got off of TeamSpeak last night, just as you were getting out of the oh, don't forget we have the show tomorrow, and you were like gone. User has left. User has left the channel. Uh, I, I was user still disconnected. <laughs> but uh, the humble Nindy bundle, which yeah. is like. The Nintendo eShop bundle. Yep. I thought that was kind of cool. That's like very age appropriate related wise. It's got a uh, Guacamelee, Whoa Dave, Mighty Switch Force. Uh, and if you pay more than the average, which as of this moment is 920, they also add uh, the Fall Wii U, Oli Oli, or Oli Oli. <laughs> yep. Which, there's actually a sequel to Ollie Ollie coming. Oh, boy. So, make sure you give that a shot, because that's actually a pretty fun game. I have Ollie Ollie. And uh, Moon Chronicles. They're adding more to the bundle, too, because there's still 10 days left on it. Yeah, there's still open <clears throat> more games coming, and then if you pay more than 10, there's Stealthink 2 and uh, SteamWorld Dig. Yeah, so you might as well just pay $10 and... Oof. You know, I might have to pick this up. A lot of them are 3DS. Yeah. And I guess for the Wii U stuff, a future interest perhaps, or maybe gift it to a friend that doesn't have a Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that definitely. It's always better to share. Yeah. And Relic Entertainment apparently is the weekly Humble Bundle. Oh, wow. Such proprietary. Yeah, they've got such uh, properties as Warhammer. So, like, Warhammer Dawn War 2. And uh, Warhammer Space Marine are there, plus uh, the Company of Heroes sets are uh, are in their Company of Heroes 2, quite a few of the expansions, the, uh, the Western Front Army's U.S. Forces, um, yeah. But you guys can always give that a check at uh, the Humble Bundle website, humblebundle.com. Uh, that only has five days left on it, though. And the Warhammer 40k games are published by Sega, so that's an instant win in my book. <laughs> this is just saying. Yeah. Just let me have my my fanboy moment, darn it. <laughs> I, I I'll let you have it. <coughs> as he as he responds with disdain in his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's all our news for today. Uh. Now, now let's just do our Who's Who segment, because it's been a while since we've done this, and this is why we love Doctor Who now. 
We are still very much Doctor Who fancast, and you know, Whovian and fun is a big part of tea time for us. Uh, if you have a classic Doctor Who uh, episode or maybe a uh, a news item that you like, to, you'd like us to cover, review, whatever, discuss, uh, email us or tweet us. Uh, where you get us, you can get reach us at uh, tlttt at geekyantics.net or tweet us at geekyantics or use uh actually do both at geekyantics and use the hashtag twtt. Oolong, your body wasn't ready, was it? I'm 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 slowly waking up. The blue part, the blue part is yours. Oh, oh, well. If this is your first encounter with Doctor Who, here's a brief intro. Doctor Who is about a man-alien, alien man, who travels all of time and space in a handy blue box called the TARDIS. Stands for time and relative dimension in space. It's a <laughs> spaceship, it's a time machine, and it's bigger on the inside. Oh, it also translates all languages and functions as a sort of IV unit most of the time. But that's jumping ahead. The Doctor Who universe spans over 50 years of content, including TV shows, movies, audiobooks, comics, and even puppet shows. The series has some heavy hitters for uh, right for it, including the late Douglas Adams and Neil Gaiman. It's kind of a big deal. It is. It is. And, and it's just, again, a reminder, June 12th, Time Lord Party 2 in Atlanta... If you're going, let us know. Might, we might have to... I don't know. Might, might do a meetup. It might be a last-minute thing. Who knows? And that actually will be in time for our next episode. Mm. Huh. Yeah, because our next episode is on the 13th. Oh, man. June 13th. Maybe we might, we might report there on location. Uh, uh. Oh man, Lord Raptor says the new Who makes him kind of sad. But I do love the tree episode. Oh, you talk about Peter Capaldi Who? Let's not. Let's give the guy a chance. <laughs> I think we beat him up enough throughout the course of our show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, this is our first. Uh, this is our tea time topic. I'm glad you made it because I wanted to discuss a little bit of supernatural, kind of recap and uh. Analyze, so to speak. Oh yes, no. Th- this, I, I, I swear, this has to be the reason I, I, I was up on time. Somehow, miraculously, woke up on my own and two hours of sleep. It was like up, up, up. You know, you know, supernatural. It, it's on route. It's happening. Yeah, my, I didn't hear my alarm, so I kind of woke up all like shocked on my own. Like, did I oversleep? Oh, TWTT! And then I realized, okay, that's not time. It's not time to have coffee and check the show notes and all that stuff. And listen to my podcast. I, ha- I have a ritual before the yeah. show. But yeah, you know, there's been lots of season finales. But one that really has stood out for me is Supernatural. And another one that I'm going to say is ramping up for a huge. Season finale is iZombie. I'm really loving that show. And I think it's one that a lot of people are not giving a chance because they think it's just another zombie show and, or they, they think it looks cheesy, but it's actually a really fun show. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but let, let's discuss the season finale and everything leading up to it on Supernatural. First of all, my mind was blown when Dean gave up the keys to his baby. 
And by the way, there's gonna be lots of spoilers. Yeah, yeah, we should kick that out of. Lots of spoilers. Spoilers are real. Yeah, skip it. Skip ahead like 20, 30 minutes if you don't want spoilers. But uh, yeah. What, dude? When this happened, like, weren't you like, no? What it, is he doing? <laughs> it that was that was a huge moment, uh, you know. But I, I think I think let's go back to the very beginning of the episode. They did something that I thought was awesome. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm skipping ahead because there's, there's some big things that led up to this. But yeah, what what happened? What's the big thing on the beginning of the episode? Um, they used like <clears throat> they're well known for using "Carry On My Wayward Son." Oh, I love that song. But they used it from the musical that they had done. Yep. Which was phenomenal. Like, the, the way it was done and the way it all kind of fed in together was, was really amazing. It, it gave me chills, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting chills right now, I got a little goosebumps. Yeah, like, it, it was really impactful and, and it really foreshadowed kind of the episode as well. Yeah. Oh, so good. Alright, well, let's backpedal a little bit, though, because... All right. We can't talk about the actual last episode of the season without talking about the thing that I know broke my heart, and I'm pretty sure it broke yours. And BFT said that was really well done, too. Yeah. But really, they they killed someone off. They killed a few people off, but one person, like, ah, it's too soon. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? <clears throat> yeah, the, uh, the unfortunate end of Charlie. Man, um, but uh, I, I do have to agree with what a lot of the fans are screaming: Is she dead, or is she supernatural dead? That is true. Because you know, we we were like, oh man, back when Bobby's gone, and we're not going to have Bobby Singer any- anymore. And since then, Bobby's made a bunch of appearances, first as a ghost, and then. In uh, when they go and pull him out of hell, even this season in uh, abducting Metatron, they, so, they sprung I mean, him out of they sprung him out of heaven. Well, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if they're gonna bring him back again. I don't know. I I wouldn't be so quick to say that though. I just the thing with those tragic though is just the circumstances of it. It was a bad call on Sam's part. Mm. You know. Uh, Ah, uh, and they they, tr- they they were trusting the witch. That witch is evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. a redhead, so you know she's got fire in her. Rowena is not to be trusted. Yeah, they've and they've learned this repeatedly. And I know they're desperate, but you know, because of the whole Mark Kane thing, I'm kind of glad that the Mark Kane story arc is is coming to an end because it was starting to get long in the tooth. For me, a little bit. Yeah, it it did kind of drag. I think, unfortunately, the halfway point kind of hit the high note really hard. And then from that point, once, uh, once Dean comes back, it kind of declined, you know? Well, like, once he cures Dean, and then they just kind of dragged it on a little bit, and... I think it's it's really well how they ended it though. Um, like, yeah, I I would almost say the build up was worth the the payoff in the end of it. 
Yeah, no, no, they 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 definitely built it up really well. Um, I was just getting a little antsy. I was like, oh, like this, it's like all this soapy kind of drama going on. I'm like, Ugh. and by the way, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but even though I said I'm doing the show at noon, the vacuum's on. <laughs> <laughs> I love family. Like, well, you know, hey, you we know. have all this day that we just sit around and do nothing. Hey, let's vacuum during the show. They got to get all that salt out the carpet, so. Yeah. Well, good thing, thank goodness for post-production work. Because <laughs> I, I would hate to have, subject the audio podcast listeners to that, like, God, I'd rather be batty. Anyway, <laughs> so I have to get that out of my system. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to do is I have someone, one of the kids walk up right behind me and eat chips really loud, like, hey, what you doing? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Now, don't get me wrong. I love I love my family, but uh, family comes with his good and his bad, like everything else in life. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Sam and Dean. Oh, oh segue, segue. Yes, right. I mean, they love each other, and they do anything for each other. But a lot of times, that the things they will do for each other to help each other out lead them to bad places. So they yeah. they're kind of like tragic heroes, and they become very self aware of that. You know, they've made that a big point this season. Like, yeah, you know, I, I think we're doing more harm than good. That I don't agree with. I think without them, a lot of bad things would happen, and there'd be no one to stop them, because the other hunters are kind of inept, and Bobby's gone, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it feels like it kind of loops back to uh, way back when with the trickster, Gabrielle, you know, Gabriel, whichever incarnation you you more readily acknowledge when uh he would tell them guys look you you've got to play your roles don't don't fight destiny don't fight fate it goes terribly wrong play your role yeah uh yeah i mean the whole thing when they, they took sam out of the the little hell box with lucifer and then he mm. he kind of lost his soul and became a demon and all that weird stuff yeah, yeah, and now uh, the Market Kane thing. I I love the whole concept of the of the Market Kane being the lock and the key to keep the darkness in prison, and picturing this whole epic battle between heaven and the darkness. Because the darkness actually is as old as God and heaven, or if not older. Like, because what was that? Wasn't that the whole premise? Like the world, you know, the the world didn't come from nothingness. It was born out of the darkness. Yeah, before before everything, before the world existed, there was the darkness. And uh, I, I think that it was... It, it, it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of room and potential for what we could see coming up out of this moment, especially with, you know, the very, the very end, I guess. <clears throat> but we're missing a highlight point to cover. Oh, no, yeah, I'm jumping ahead. I mean, back, back, to, back to Charlie really quick. The thing that really kind of bummed me out was, uh, you know, the Steins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they really got under my skin. And I, 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 would li- I would like to think she could have gotten away from him or stopped him somehow. Like, she's not completely, like, incompetent. Like, I don't know. I don't find her death believable. But I'm glad that the, the Steins got what they deserved. Anyway, what's the thing that we missed? The big oh the no, moment? the the Steins were it. Like <clears throat> okay, I I hate the Steins in the fact that they kill Charlie. 
However, I love the way they, the twist, like, kind of telling of Frankenstein that they did with it. And, you know, one, one of my favorite lines in that is they were like, you know, well, if you existed, wouldn't someone have exposed you? You know, if someone knew about you, they'd have exposed you. And it's like, they wrote a book about us. You can't get much more exposed than that. Yeah, I love that. That was really cool. I love when shows like, you know, like Supernatural and Stargate incorporate, you know, folklore and legends into their own mythos and make it their own. That was really cool. Like the Steins, you know, we changed our name. Our real name is Frankenstein. Yeah. The Frankenstein family. Yeah, it's pretty cool, like how they're kind of this underground society that manipulates events and, you know, they're kind of behind the scenes and, and everything. They operate from the shadows. It's just really cool. But uh, BFT is saying that, that he thinks that the darkness is a silly plot device that rushed in, you know, they kind of rushed it in, you know, uh, what, once they got another season secure. Yeah, and I, uh, I, it is kind of silly. It's kind of cool, but I, I do feel like. Oh, yeah, another apocalyptic event. You know, I guess angels and demons don't cut it anymore. And I'm a, I'm a little worried. I wonder, where can I go from here? Like, how many seasons does this show really have? Like, is it going to become Mars Freak of the Week? It was kind of, that's what it originally started off as. Then it became like these long, drawn-out kind of soap opera kind of themes, little stories they would tell. Yeah, you know, like the human <clears throat> drama. I don't know. Uh, how, how many seasons do you think we, we have from here um <clears throat> all right well when me and my buddy watched this this was this was a very large kind of topic of discussion between us and we like <clears throat> he didn't like the darkness either i thought it was a really good play it may feel a little rushed but at the same time it fits really well with supernatural always kind of has <clears throat> has to one-up itself going in so i mean we had regular monsters for a while, and then they're like, well, the yellow-dyed demon, and now demons are there. And then they're like, well, okay, now we've got demons and we've got monsters. Mm -hmm. Now we have to throw angels in. Okay, well, now we're throwing angels in, and then there's got to be prophets. And, okay, now angels and prophets, and, and okay, screw it. Let's do the apocalypse. The prophets okay. were fun. I like the prophets. That was a nice <clears throat> little touch. It was, and so then the apocalypse happens, and they, they keep one-upping, so now it's like, all right, where are we going? And it's like, let's go to the most primal evil we can think of. There, Before everything existed, there was only darkness. Let's bring the darkness. Um, as far as how many seasons we could probably look at, I, I would estimate we only have about one or two more. We definitely have one because eleven is definitely secured. Like that's yeah. it's been announced. It's already been produced. It's ready to go. But and there, and, and season twelve is in production supposedly. That's what uh, BFT is saying as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, uh, a lot of good points here in the chat. So yeah, this is what this is my thing about Charlie that really bothers me. Charlie was able to take on, you know, one of the Steins by herself while trapped in the alley. Was wasn't she pinned by two of them at once? No, mm -hmm. that was uh, Dean. Yeah. And, but she still was able to get away, but she gets killed by the one who's missing an arm. It's like, hmm, I don't buy it. I know he's got super strength and he's augmented, but eh, I don't know. But uh, so he's uh, BFT also says that the mark of Cain being the key was silly, but the darkness looks really, really awesome. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, the darkness plot is pretty cool. Like I didn't think they could one up. I mean, they did the whole. Uh, didn't they do also the Leviathan thing as well? Yeah. So and purgatory. Yep. Purgatory. <clears throat> I mean, it's like where all that stuff they've done. It's like all right. Like what? What else are they gonna do from here? They, they're kind of pigeonholing stuff. Like they're setting the bar really high. I think they're setting it up for something that was a prominent question and then kind of hit the back burner and fans have always theorized and that is where's the where's god where's the appearance of god yes and they've theorized for a good while that uh carver carver edland was god pretending to be a prophet pretending to be a prophet and he he just because i mean if you think about it no one ever saw carver and then at the end of the musical episode, if you watched all the way through everything, uh, I believe it was even after the credits, Carver Edlin walks into the gym where they did the musical. And he's like, you know, oh, you know, and, and he mentions that, you know, he, he loves the, the supernatural books and stuff. But we see him again and he's actually alive. He interacts with... Uh, one of the people from the play. Interesting. I think it was the director. So, <clears throat> with the the darkness showing, the fact that it took God and all of the archangels to originally seal the darkness, um, I'm theorizing that this next season could be really good. We might see return of <clears throat> characters that we haven't seen for a while, you know, because you've got to have the archangels and you got to have God. And you have to think if it's before the creation of man, this could even potentially mean letting Lucifer out of the box. Oof. Bringing out Gabriel, uh, possibly An a reappearance by Adam. Angel and demon team up. Having to work together, like pulling out all the stops. Maybe we see Bobby come back to help Dean and Sam. Uh, at least in some sort of spiritual form, uh, possibly having to get a hold of Metatron. And then we still have the potential arc of huh. what's happening with Rowena with all of this unimaginable amount of power that she walked out with. Yeah, they, they definitely need to tie that up this season because that's a loose end you don't want to have around. Um, that. I feel like the God thing might be too soon. That well, that's why I said about uh, season, there might be another season afterwards, which would be the prime time to kind of bring it back, bring back a lot of the old characters, and then do like a big wrap-up kind of thing. You know? Yeah, if they, if they reveal him, maybe not even do a face with God, like a, they could do a disembodied voice, or just show like his earthly corporal vo- form. You know, I, I think they're going to go with Carver Edlin. I yeah. think they'll be like this. This is him, you know, when he came to visit, and <clears throat> he's coming to you in this form because, like, the real voice of God would make your head explode. So he has to take this form and talk to you like this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because you can't listen to the voice of God. That's why you need prophets and angels yeah. to communicate through. Uh, you, you know, but if they do that. That's going to be pretty much the end of the show. Like, they can't... There's nothing else... Like, how do you follow that up? And they have to do it right, because, like, if they make... 
God, if they do like a thing where like God's kind of like, I'm just an everyday person like the rest of you. I'm just an angel with, you know, a couple extra powers, but that's it. And people are going to yeah. be like, hey, he's supposed to be super powerful and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, <laughs> and then there's going to be like the issues with blasphemy and people yeah. gonna, it's, it, you gotta, they got to handle it with, you know, kidding gloves, so to speak. Yeah. That, and they, I think that's true. They definitely they have to put on the kid gloves. But at the same time, they can always use things to explain different stuff. Like, um, I mean, there's so much in the air. You've got to think Metatron still has the tablet. Yeah. Which is dangerous in its own. Rowena has the spell book. And what's with Crowley's new powers? Um, you know, we kind of yeah. see it when Sam goes after Crowley and he's just, he, he shoots him with a, you know, a, a witch's brew bullet or whatever. And Crowley's just like, no, like Crowley almost turns into, uh, <clears throat> actually, this is the best way to play it. Supernatural this season reminded me a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, kind of towards the mm-hmm. end of its run. Mm-hmm. Crowley reminds me of like Evil Willow now. You know, we we got really close to the character, and they really humanized the character. And then when Sam goes to off Crowley, all of a sudden he's just like bored now. Boom! You know, powers wake up. He starts flooring people left and right. And then uh, Rowena six Castiel on on Crowley. Oh boy! Now with that that jump cutaway, of course, we don't really know what happened necessarily because. If if ever there's a world that is you know show me a body and I might believe they're dead it's supernatural and I like to see, I would like to see Castiel power up like become like a super archangel kind of thing you know as long as he doesn't go all I am God again yeah no yeah 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 no like kind of close to that but without being like power hungry because yeah. like he's become a little bit of a pushover you know it makes me sad. Yeah, with without the uh, the Leviathan corruption, seeing Castiel with power again would be awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean he got his, he got his grace back, so that's something we don't have to worry about anymore. He's not, there's not we don't have that ticking time bomb, uh, so, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how. I'm trying to think how Crowley and Castiel could both walk away from that fight. And it really makes me upset that that Rowena, who wasn't even aware before, like for for the longest, she just recently met Castiel. She's like, oh, what are you? I'm an angel, and you know he's a super honest. He should have <laughs> told her that, but like he she suddenly knows how to like command angels too. Like, no, I, ah, Rowena. Well, you gotta think she she was in the book. Yeah, I know. And, and that that's kind of what I was I was explaining to my buddy is he was like, well. How is it she suddenly can can control angels and do all this? I was like, she had the book. Not yeah. only did she have the book, she had the book for an extended amount of time. Didn't mean she wasn't reading it. She just wasn't going to release the mark of Cain until such and such event happened. She was biding so, her time, clearly. Yeah, sitting there with the, the codex, reading it, learning its secrets, and trying to figure out the best plan to escape. I'm just being a fanboy because she's really like upsetting me. So I'm like, no, stop it! Stop being so clever, and everybody around you being so stupid. <laughs> You're gullible. No. Ugh. 
Well, yeah, yeah, BFT makes a good point in the chat. He says, uh, even if they show the body, people can still come back in on, on, the, on the show, yeah? Yeah. Are they dead or are they supernatural dead? Yeah, how many times have we seen Dean's body torn to shreds just to come back there? Yeah. How many times has the trickster died? I mean, like, Gabriel's come back, like, oh, he's the trickster. Oh, trickster's gone. And that's kind of been, like, a running thing since season one, season two. Good lord, yeah. Yeah, no. hey, they killed Death. What does that mean? I don't think they killed Death. But the look on his face was like, oh, snap. Yeah. No one's ever tried that before. It, it was very much kind of a very uh, bleep you Winchesters look, you know, why again? But I, 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 that's another thing I kind of debated. Because my buddy's like, they killed Death, what happens? And I was like, I don't think they killed Death. Because if they kill Death, um, Oscar or whatever, Oscar, couldn't die. And Rowena couldn't complete the spell. That's true. Uh, she couldn't kill the thing she loves most if Death doesn't exist anymore. Because there'd be no one to take her. But isn't Death just a augmented Reaper? Like the lead of the Reaper, but there's still other Reapers? We have Team Thousand saying that there's still Reapers in the world, so people still die. But it's got to be some kind of repercussion. Like, you use Death's strongest weapon against him. <laughs> there, that's the thing. There are there are Reapers, but with Death being killed, the Reapers hold no more power. Oh. And you have to remember, Death himself has openly admitted that. He, he he couldn't remember whether him or God are older. He's like, it's been so long, I don't remember. And I can't die until I can reap everyone. Like, in the end, Death even says, basically, he will not die until he can reap God. Because everyone has to die. It's, it's the one certain rule. So he is that kind of fixed point in time, if you will. Eh? Eh? Oh, man. So I mean, my mind it, is getting blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, I again, when I'm a fanboy, I am a fanboy. Yeah, I, I like that whole bit, like, and I and they don't. That's one of those things where they don't have to really like. It's a rhetorical question that they stated, like, who's older, God or death? But you know, it's just cool that's there because mm. it, it 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 piques your interest and gets you realizing, man, there's a, there's a lot of history here. Oof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the emotes in the chat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for season eleven. I'm pretty sure I'm like ninety for ninety five percent sure it's gonna be season twelve. I, I still know um, if they go past that, uh, without there being a lot of filler. But you know, I do like their filler episodes. They're little silly meta fiction type things and. Like, what if kind of episodes that really have nothing to do with anything else? Like, they're not really part of the continuity. Yeah. I want to do musicals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's do a musical. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's trap Sam and Dean in sitcom TV land. Yeah. That, like, it's okay. fun. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, they're having fun with the show still. So, it still has... I mean, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I definitely feel the show still has a lot of, a lot of uh, umph left to work with. I mean, heck, I, I believe Stargate could have kept on going, but I'm probably in the minority there. <laughs> it's all about Supernatural, right, those? But we're going to move on so we can wrap up the show a little early today. 
just in case the, the, the vacuum starts going off again. <laughs> <laughs> Take your advantage while we still have a little bit of quiet. Yeah, they killed Death on Supernatural, the se- season finale. Spoilers! It's not worth watching. Don't let us spoil, spoil the show stop you. But it's a lot of show to catch up on if you have to start from square one. Actually, I talked to a guy that said he watched season one of, of uh, Supernatural and loved it, but never got a chance to get back into it. I'm like, wow, the show has changed a lot since those days. Because in the beginning, it was very much a freak of the week kind of show. They were like yeah. establishing the, the rules for different monsters and how the hunter society kind of works and you know introducing characters that's my only gripe is that is i i would like it i know it's basically the story of two brothers but i would like it to be uh i want more of a support cast not just castiel but i feel like there's a void now that bobby's not there as the father figure you know, maybe they don't need a father figure anymore, but they kind of need another partner. Like, all the other hunters that come in now, they just seem to, like, die. We have the sheriff, the girl that used to be with Bobby briefly. Mm-hmm. But, like, she kind of comes and goes. And she, she could kind of step up, but I, I think she doesn't want to be a part of that life. I don't know. I feel like there's, they, they need some more support roles there, like recurring characters. And, yeah. th- and don't touch Castiel. I will be a fanboy and, and rage quit if they kill Castiel. <laughs> I'm serious. He's just so lovable. Like, he's just so naive. Like, oh, this is food. It's, you know it's what? Delicious. As a special little bonus thing for anyone who hasn't seen it, in the in, in the chat of our live, live viewers, I'm going to put a link to something I saw that I thought was really well done. And it, it'll be a thing that Supernatural fans will... Is it a mashup of the best Castiel moments? No. No, no, no. There's a lot of Castiel memes out there, too. It, it was a, uh, it it was like a, a parody video kind of thing done, but it was done really well. Ooh, okay. And I'm gonna it. I'm gonna put it in there for the fortunate few who were live, so that it, it's just kind of there. Check it out at your leisure. But I, 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 people who have that deep fandom will get a lot of the references, and they'll start and. Uh, well, just watch. You'll see it. It, it, it. It's really interesting. It's really well done. Uh, it covers kind of the most recent season and uh, a few other little Easter eggs for you know deep seated fans. Yeah, I think another thing as we move on, you mentioned uh, the connections, the, the similarities to Buffy, and I love Josh Whedon's work, even though he's kind of a jerk sometimes mm. as a person, but. I, I feel like I missed a lot of the zeitgeist with Buffy. I got it to Angel, but by then it was kind of like, all right. Um, there's, I had my own reasons for it. There's a lot of stuff going on in life, and I kind of missed the bone a lot of it as it was happening. Yeah. But Supernatural, I've been it with it from the beginning. So I feel like that's that's I'm getting that experience that I didn't get with Buffy. And I can see very much where it's like, you know, to me it's kind of like a culmination of like Buffy and, and dare I say, Charmed. I was going to say it. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see that. Like, here's the thing. During Buffy, there was a writer on Buffy, uh, Marty Knox. And anyone who was, who was a Buffy fan remembers Marty Knox as the person who kind of took over uh, seasons four and five. And they were really deeply more drama than action compared to the other seasons. And mm. fans kind of outraged a little, and it feels like that might be where we've 
we've hit with this last season of Supernatural. It was very much more about the, you know, the drama and the the way the brothers are interacting and mm-hmm. viewing each other. And can I also say too? I kind of feel like the men of, men of uh, what is men of words thing. Men of letters. Men of letters. Thank you. I don't think that doesn't sound right. Men of letters. I feel like that was very short lived. They could have done more with that. Like they they're operating out of that base, but. I find it really hard to believe that people that are so well, so knowledge, knowledgeable and wise and spread out in the underground were taken out so easily. Like, there's no remnants left except that one old dude. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it goes to show that evil can just kind of get you when you least expect it. You know, you can't can't let your guard down. Yeah. I would like someone to reestablish the Men of Letters. That'd be cool. Like, I don't know. There's something that, that could be a fun little subplot. I, I think that's, like, perfect for Sam, the researcher, you know? Exactly. Like, make, make him a, a Man of Letters, and Dean's kind of the, the stoic hunter. Because they need to, I think at this point, with all this stuff going on, I think they finally get to, they have to get to the point where they realize, we can't do this by ourselves. We need to, like, really help the other hunters out, get them more organized, yeah. And, and share knowledge and protect that knowledge. Cause that's the most powerful thing is that knowledge. That's the, this whole season has been the pursuit for knowledge, and no one seemed to really know anything until the fi- very very end, where Death dropped the knowledge bonds. Like, yo, that that cane, Markio, don't don't get rid of it, man. Bad things will happen. <laughs> he didn't talk like that, obviously. <laughs> Although it would have been pretty comical. <laughs> oh my god, he's so like he's got like the most calm demeanor. Can you imagine him just going sudden ebonics and like getting crazy? Oh my goodness, that'd be great. Someone needs to like do a parody there. Anyway, we're gonna wrap up so soon, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna go into the gaming verse, talk a little bit about stuff stuff go- stuff going on in the video game world. Uh, wait, hold on. Lord Rakdos says something here. The correct order is the first three episodes of Buffy, then all of Angel, then the rest of Buffy. Oh! Really? I didn't know that. No. Is that right? No. Because I, I, I was under the impression that Angel took place after Angel disappeared from Buffy when, like, Buffy basically said, I'm done with you. And he was that- like, aww. That is much more how it actually happens, because yeah. you have you have to sync it up. You can't you can't put that it's the first three episodes of Buffy, then all of Angel, because we hadn't even met Cordelia, right? In uh, in the first season of Buffy, so it's like no, because the first uh, two, like the whole first season, basically was kind of like the master, or oh, you man. know. And that that you guys are killing out. me. I hope you guys. I hope you know you guys are killing me because now I may have to go back and rewatch Buffy. Go ahead. I, I especially recommend uh, episodes Hush uh, six seven once more with feeling. You want to do? Um, you want to do like a, a Buffy mini segment until Doctor Who starts back up? Oh, dude, go ahead. I, I I've watched all. I that, that was probably one of my earliest fandoms. I watched it okay. all. I would rewatch it all. Okay. I might have to. I might have to. I started doing it not too long ago, but I couldn't stay in it. Not because I was enjoying it, but I didn't have someone to keep me to talk about it with. And it's important to have that kind of water cooler conversation, that that oh, zeitgeist kind of going on. I would love to have a good comparison. Just one episode. I want to have a little thing where we compare and contrast Blink from Doctor Who with Hush from Buffy. Okay, that sounds cool. 
Yeah, because uh, I rewatched like about a year or two ago. I rewatched uh, season one on on Netflix, I believe. And I think, man, there's a lot of potential here, but I just, I don't know. I just was overwhelmed by the sheer number of episodes. That yeah, I was able to blaze through Charmed pretty quickly, fill in the gaps of it while I didn't get to watch as it happened on that. I don't know. But Buffy and I just kept missing each other. <laughs> That's it. It's happening. It's got to happen. We gotta. We gotta get your Buffy education up. We're gonna have to quit coin it because that's something I can clearly see that Rakdos is into it, so we can get him involved in it because he's not as big into the supernatural. Uh, BFT, are you into? Are you into uh, Buffy? Let us know if you guys would like us to cover that as a little mini kind of segment. Um, you know, while we're still in this Doctor Who uh, downtime. Yeah, a but, brief uh, trip to Sunnydale. There you go. Of course, we'll have to do it uh, over the course of time. There's no way we're going to cover all of Buffy before Doctor Who starts back up. But, you know, we'll make it yeah. that. We'll, we'll coordinate after the show. But, uh, so yeah, ga- the gaming verse. The Heroes of the Storm hype continues. And it's got to bring attention to this. I'm, I'm not going to go off on too deep on this because this could be very rant-worthy. Ra- rant we kind of touched upon it in the last uh, episode of Horseplay Live. But Forbes... Every time they write a gaming-related article, I cringe. They really don't get the video game industry. They, they understand business, but they don't get the video game industry. Not even in the business, from a business perspective. Um, this this author on the article on Forbes basically said that HOTS, you know, Heroes of the Storm, is unnecessary. And it's, not, it's neither special nor unique uh, enough to carry Blizzard into the future beyond WoW. What?! Oh, I, I I kind of imagine the guys at Forbes are like the parents from Dirty Dancing. Oh, gosh. You know? They're just like, <laughs> we don't want none of your Rassafras in games and your Vichia players. No, you keep that over there. It, pretty much. I, I don't know what world they live in. They, you got, even if you're just a little exposed to video games, you know better than that. Blizzard has... Had, has a wonderful track record of taking a genre that may be already well established and making it accessible and then completely blowing it up. So League of Legends, yeah, League of Legends may very well be the market leader right now with 65 million uh, registered users you know, and the, the biggest esports scene and also the most concurrent online uh, gaming hours of any game right now. But there's still tons of room. It's not an accessible game, and it's not a game I can recommend to friends. And that's what they're missing the point on. I could tell pe- I could tell friends, play Heroes of the Storm. I think you'll enjoy it. We'll have fun with it together. I can't tell them about that. Like say that about League of Legends to my friends. I've tried it before, and it's like they go into it and they do what I tell them not to do. Don't play it by yourself. They play it by themselves. And they're like, oh man, that community is really toxic. I'm not gonna play ever again. I was like, well, let's play together. No, I don't want to touch the game anymore. It's got herpes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, but that that's the game you, you play if you want every kid to yell and use foul language. If you want to find every kid that screams in Walmart that you just don't want to deal with because you're so <laughs> ill-mannered, you oh, go to League man. of Legends. Like, that's... Oh, dude, you hit the nail right in the head. Like, that's one of my things when I go to Walmart. We spend a lot of time in Walmart. Uh, we should own stock in that company for Pete's sake, but... The kids that like throw a fit and they throw something on the floor or throw stuff up against the store display and just like completely act up because they don't want to do what their parents are telling them to do. And then, you know, the, the mother dragging the kid into the bathroom to give him a whooping. And I'm like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Anyway, that is a good metaphor. I can relate to that so much. Uh, another article, uh, Team Liquid, they have a, a Hero League 101 article. It's, a, it's an unofficial article. It's, it's actually in the forums. It's a great write-up by a player that's at rank 1. I think his name is Daunt. Daunt X, I believe is his name. Um, I agree and disagree with the points made in this article, but, but the advice is, is mostly sound. Uh, mainly, I just think the approach to team compositions is rather flat. Like, he did a little quiz, a little pop quiz. He says, your team picks... Falstad, Vala, Jaina, and someone else. And, and you have the and you have these heroes available to you. Who do you pick? But he didn't think about like who the other team picked, and I think that was included in there. And he didn't also think consider like, well, who are you best with? That's also very important. And what level of of competition are you playing at? Like, there were a lot of variables he didn't consider. That, oh, did you did you do the quiz? Can you just I'm looking at it right now. I I, I just uh, I wanted to read a little bit of the article before we got there, and it's Tyrael, Jaina, Falstead, and Illidan, and uh, it's like you should clearly pick a support, but who should you pick? And they list. Oh, uh, I'm know. sorry. It's X Daunt, not Daunt X. I was close. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, pop quiz time. You are the fifth pick on your team. Your teammates have already picked Tyrael, Jaina, Falstad, and Illidan. You clearly should be picking a support. Who do you pick? Rhaegar, Tassadr, Brightwing, Uther, Mafirian, Lili, Tyrande. A lot of those picks are actually really good. Now, I know your last pick and, your, and the other team already, already... I'm assuming the other team already picked other things. That's why your last pick. So, if these heroes are available, then it's, not, it's no longer a matter of counterpicking. I get that. But Brightwing would be a solid pick. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Lily is always a strong pick, I feel. But uh, I forgot who he said was the pick. I don't know who he said the pick is. I know who I would pick in that situation. He said Uther, by the way. He said Uther. See, I figured kind of that he would say Uther, but I I personally would pick who I'm best with. Right, and that's, that's very important. Also, he mentions that... The, the clearly the composition is a, is a dive comp, so it means very aggro when you jump in, right? With Tyrael doing his judgment and diving in, and Illidan having tons of mobility, I get it. it, it it's 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 totally. Who, who else was in there? What in the original pop quiz? Uh, Jaina. Jaina. Oh, Falstad. Falstad has dive capability. Jaina can get the CC in to so, to lock the enemies in place. So I get it, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. So I think it's a bad quiz. It's saying that there's always, there's always, I guess people the mentality of there's always a good pick and everything else is the bad pick. And I think that's a bad thing to teach players. But other than that, he makes good points. Uh, and I understand the logic. I think, I think the important thing to take away from this article is that you should have some kind of logic, some rationale before you just randomly pick. Uh, his rationale here is first, having Illidan and Tyrion means that the support will be operating in a dive cop, which would make Lily a strong pick because of her mobility. She can keep up with the rest of the team, right? Uh, burst healing becomes necessary. Okay, so she doesn't have as much burst. Okay, I get it. The rest of the team picks are very light on CC in general. The stuns that Uther can provide become invaluable in these circumstances and set Uther apart from the other premier burst healer in the game, Rhaegar. Uh, Illidan also greatly benefits from cleanse, which Uther can provide. Uh, assuming he's not locked himself. Uh, no third support checks all of these important boxes. No other support, I'm sorry. No other support checks all of these important boxes, which is why Uther is generally considered to be the best overall support hero. I disagree with that. It's, it's situational. Uther's plethora of CC also makes him a counterpick to Illidan. 
Uh, picking Uther deprives the enemy of the team of the opportunity to take one of Illidan's counters. Uh, but if you're fifth pick on your team, that means the other team already picked, so that's kind of a bad point, no? It, um, unless your team was first pick, in which case they still have one more after you. Right, okay, right. But that would mean there's there's a fourth and fifth pick on your team, and then the other team right. is fifth pick. Yeah. So that means someone probably... All, all, in this situation, yeah. then that means that someone on your team probably all, already like auto-locked, and you're stuck in that awkward position. Like, yeah. well, now who someone, someone in that situation insta-locked Tyrael, because I can tell you right now, Jaina, Falstead, and Illidan aren't making it to the last two picks on any team. That's true. Um, Good point. So some, someone insta-locked Tyrael, because they're like, oh, this is my best warrior, and I main him all the time, and I'm <laughs> so used to playing on League of Legends with guys like Tyrael. I'm going to be so good. <gasps> oh, gosh. And, yeah, uh, Raktus, that was a good voice, by the way. <laughs> Raktus also said uh, a lot. a ton of people are losing levels on HOTS because the open beta players finally reached league play. Yeah, it's going to be scary. I think we might have to stick to pre-mates in Hero League from now on. And start doing some T-League now, as, as I said, to fill it up. Uh, BOT says his kind of pick is Assault Rifle. Works pretty well. Okay. I guess she could go Tychus or I Raynor. Mean, Raynor, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, good logic, but it sound logic, but it, it's not as, as cut and dry. It's not, you can't have a one-size-fits-all kind of mentality in this game. You know, he's he's a rank one, so I, I that gives his opinion more weight. It doesn't mean that it's 100% right. And it doesn't mean that's what's going to work for you. But... If you could take this this uh, advice for a, with a grain of salt, I would recommend uh, the TeamLiquid.net article alongside GeekyAnswers.net, Forsyth's blog. We have some good stuff there, and I think our our advice is more universally sound, and uh, it lets you formulate your own personal playstyle without saying this is how you have to play. Because I think that's a very bad way to approach it. But anywho, I know I said I was going to go off on a rant in these articles, but I did. I'm sorry. I shout out I'm just like it, it's a it's a team liquid article. That's cool and all, but uh, I'm gonna just throw it out there. As far as Heroes of the Storm goes, I'm a team complexity supporter. Complexity blinks. Best support <laughs> NA. I have to say, I'm I'm really excited to see a lot of like uh, variety finally in the competitive meta. That's good because people should realize there's a lot more different team comps and hero picks you can make. What the heck? Uh, but anyway, uh, what else do we have here? Do you mind if I get a little bit of Xbox One talk? No, no, go ahead. I, I gotta get into this. And, uh, let's see. Sorry, I just got interrupted. I completely ruined my flow. <laughs> I just asked for two hours uninterrupted. Uh, but anyway, I, I have to say... In spite of all the trolling I got for being on Xbox One, I'm really enjoying it. I actually played it almost exclusively yesterday. I had a, 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 a me day. I played uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I played Sunset Overdrive. I played Titanfall. I played some Neverwinter on there. Uh, gosh, I played Pinball FX 2. I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Killer Instinct, I played that too. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity, it's actually really awesome. Uh, they, they worked out a lot of the glitches. It's still buggy as heck, but 
The only thing I would say is bad about it is that the world is tiny in comparison to the other Assassin's Creeds. It's it's super small. And I get that it's a deeper world because you could go into buildings and stuff. But uh it just feels like there's a lack there's a a lacking of content. Like I, I'm a third away of the way into the campaign and it doesn't feel like there's that many multiplayer missions and that's kinda like the main thing there. So that's a little disappointing. Uh Titanfall However, a game that many people have forgotten about and many have written off because they say it lacks content, there's tons of ways to play that darn game. Tons of oh. gameplay modes. Yes, sir. And it's actually really freaking fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I went into this game with the lowest expectations possible. Because people say, were saying, oh, it gets really boring really quick. The Titans don't feel that great. You know, you can play Mech Warrior or some other game if you want better mech combat. And I'm like, I don't see any of this. <laughs> the guns handle really well. The The parkour is amazing. The stealth elements are cool. Like, it's, it's fast-paced. It's frantic. It's Man, I was really enjoying, like, customizing your classes and your Titan loadouts. This is a surprising amount of, of, of depth there. And then, like, all the different playlists they have. Like, you could do an 8 versus 8 um, pilots-only combat mode. You could do... Um, the hard point domination, we have to control the points, kind of like Battlefield style. Um, at least Battlefield's what's come, what comes to mind. Other games do this, obviously. The King Call of, of Duty domination. Yeah, Call of Duty domination, or kind of like King of the Hill and Halo, I guess you could say. Um, they, 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 there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff there. A lot of quality. Are you playing this on a PC? Um, no, actually, I pl- I was playing Titanfall when it had first come out on the Xbox 360. I played a lot of it. Uh, once I'd burned through thinking about as much as I could do, I went uh, I went into a match to determine how many Titans could I take down by hand. And so, in in my mm-hmm. true melee only fashion, <laughs> I would j- and, like it's cool because you feel like you're in the Matrix at times. I remember one of the earlier plays I did is I jumped on the back of a Titan, like punched my way in, dropped a grenade jumped off of it, boosted across a wall, flipped over to the top of a building, hopped on the back of another one, blew it up, and then used it. I chained, like, three or four of them together, and I was like, I know Kung Fu. Dude, and we can play together, because all the Xbox One games, last I checked, are cross-play with PC. Maybe... Last I checked. See, I, I don't think they're cross-play yet. I think that's a goal they're heading towards with uh, Windows 10. Well, when that happens, dude, if that Microsoft's going to have the, the, the advantage there because they, they own Windows. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's going to be a huge thing where, where PC people will be able to play with console people. I think that'll be amazing. Maybe we'll see, like... Uh, little smite crossover possibly you know things like that dude uh, uh i'm so excited about that and you know it's funny like it, it's sometimes it's more fun to just stay as a pilot in titanfall but when you're in the titans you just feel so awesome you just gotta be super careful you know not to get caught out yeah you know uh that's that's the thing. Like you got when you play the Titans, you gotta adjust how you play. Like you feel like you're unstoppable, but you're just a big target. 
stay away from buildings where people could jump off of them and go on your back. And yeah. Uh, I also like how they sprinkle in the AI to help out. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, it makes the world feel very full. Like it doesn't have like a lot of games sometimes feel lonely. Like there's nothing going on. Like you'll run away for you'll run around forever and never find anyone. So it, it's kind of cool that how they did that. Though they are pretty much free kills. I get it. Yeah, but it's neat because when they pop up, you don't notice right away that the specters or grunts. And you focus on them, and then you may have missed the real person that's running away or running aside, alongside them, and then he gets you. So you gotta like really be on your guard. So that's that's kind of what's cool about it. Yeah, yeah. The the, the main thing, I mean, BFT dops absolutely. The main thing that killed it was the lack of content beginning in the, in the beginning. Uh, the limited number of maps and and the hackers early on. But there's so much content now. This is a game that's. Now, if people come back to it and people promote it now, it's going to be a huge, a whole different story. There's so much gameplay there. And when the crossplay does get fully implemented, like around the world, like across the board, rather, mm-hmm. oh man, it's going to be. Um, I, I can't wait to enjoy this with people playing the PC side. Let's get it. It's old. Yeah, it, yeah. This is a launch game, pretty much, for Xbox One. So, yeah, about, yeah. Two, about two years. So. It's finally hitting its stride, but it's worth checking out. If, if you if you kind of skipped it, never gave it a, sh- a chance, you know you can pick it up for like twenty bucks or cheaper now. It's it's so worth it. And all the all the DLC is free. They made all the maps and everything free. The only thing you can pay for is like premium stuff if you want like special spray on tattoos or weird visuals, things like that. Yeah, yeah, like cosmetic stuff. Yep. Yeah, uh, BFT. That's true. Except that's more true on PC. I think on console, people come back more because there's less content. Like, so I'm noticing people coming back to Titanfall, and the mat- I find matches very quickly too. So, that, it's a different dynamic at console. On PC, we have so much content that if a game burns us, we're done because it was like we got a kajillion other games to play. It's like, ah, oh, what do I have on in my Steam library? What do I have on my Humble Bundle library? So I'll just play that, you know. Yeah, we don't care, and there's there's tons more free to play stuff too. Uh, console, you guys, you know, you tend to be more grateful for what you have, and it's like, oh, if you could get more value out of a game you already bought, why not? Now, another thing I'm gonna say that was a huge thing that they were pushing for in the in the previous E3s, uh, an Xbox One exclusive, that I think also kind of went under the radar after a while, is Sunset Overdrive, and I'm really loving this game. It it reminds me a bit of like. Dying Light, uh, the good parts of Brink. I know a lot of people didn't like Brink. I know, I get it. <clears throat> but the parkour is amazing. You know, it's, it might even be better than, than Assassin's Creed uh, parkour. Um, I mean, it's got like elements of like. There's something else it reminds me of. Like, with the crazy weapons, it reminds me a little bit of Borderlands. It reminds me a little bit of like Team Fortress. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It, and it's a huge world. It's got a great sense of humor. I love the soundtrack. Some people say they don't like the soundtrack. I do feel they need to make it so that you can use custom soundtracks. Have a podcast playing in the background. Wink, wink, and nudge, nudge. I'm going to keep bothering Microsoft about this. <laughs> yeah, BFT. Brink had so much potential. The worst thing that, that killed Brink was the matchmaking. Sometimes you couldn't tell if you were playing against bots or real people, and that ruined the immersion. But that game itself, the gunplay was great, and the objectives, and... ah. Oh. 
I wanted that game to succeed so badly. I tried to push for it. I might come back to it still, just for the heck of it. But that game had, yeah. So sad. But, you know, Sunset Overdrive, I think, is totally worth checking out. Uh, and it has eight-player co-op. That's crazy. Oh, Light Ray brought me to my next topic, you know, before we start wrapping up, Destiny. So, our friends at the Worst Radio Show, they are huge advocates of Destiny. They're part of the, of the gang. They're part of the Geeky Ants Network. They've even spawned their own Destiny podcast called the Podcast Infinity. So they're all about Destiny. And so much so that their excitement and also one of our other streamers, Cupcake Envy, that's Cupcake Envy with an extra E there, so it's Cupcake E Envy. She streams Destiny 24-7. Uh, Yancey re- uh, does t- uh, Destiny Twitch all the time. I finally said, you know what? 20 bucks, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm getting Destiny, so I'll be joining that. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. Uh, one thing I will say that I've, from, I've seen from the extensive gameplay and what everybody talks about, it is a big grind fest. So if you don't like the grindiness of like MMOs, you're not, you might not like this. But if you like Halo, if you always wanted like a Halo-type kind of game with the RPG mechanics of an MMORPG, you know, with lots of looting and stuff, then... I think Destiny's worth a look. But what I hear consistently, you don't want to play this game alone. So if you have Xbox One, add me, Yogizilla, on Xbox Live, and we'll play together. I don't want. I do not want to play this game alone. I probably will, I'll probably be the guy that plays it for like 20, 30 minutes by myself and then get bored and leave. Most people I know that play it are playing on PS4. Sadly, and I don't have a PS4. I'm not saying it's sad that they have a PS4, though it is. But just JK, JK. <laughs> So yeah, I remember BFT was playing Destiny really hard, but that's a, that's another game that a lot of people were into really hard, and then they lost interest in it because it became a little repetitive. But now they have the PS4 exclusive uh, House of Wolves, is it? And eventually uh, that comes to Xbox. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a game. I think with Destiny, it wasn't so much a lack of content. It was more like they really set the bar high, saying it was going to be daily. New content daily, and it's going to be super high replay value, and it didn't deliver quite what people expected. You know, Bungie kind of they were peacocking a bit, and they they sort of undersold it, under undersold it, and over delivered rather than overselling it. And uh, you know, whatever. I lost my point, my train of thought. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, Light Ray saying uh, M. M Steam KK Cookie Monster female streamers Destiny a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been to Cookie Monster stream I don't think I've seen M Steam I try to stick to the people that are part of the Kiki Antis crew I'm kind of biased because uh, we have a stream team so I just try to support people that join the stream team and and cross promote so we can help each other out um, not to say I don't check out other streamers but I try to stick to people that are, that are within our network because then it's easier for us to cross promote and collaborate and. It's a lot more productive use of my time. Plus, I pay per for my gigabytes use and bandwidth, my data usage. So I gotta make sure it counts. But supposedly, Comcast is removing that that fee. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> BFT says he got burned out on the Destiny. Too much repetition and reliance on RNG drops. There is a lot <laughs> of RNG. I've heard as people that have gotten the legendaries and epics like under thir- second, like in their first week. And then there's people that have been playing from the beginning and they still haven't gotten, like, what is it, the Hawk Moon or whatever legendaries are. Like, the, the top-tier weapons, the endgame items. Uh, so, yeah, RNG is rough. But 
Looting is, is one of those things, like, it sometimes keeps you hooked, like uh, like Diablo 3, you know? It's another game I need to get into, finally. But, uh, I've been playing Hearthstone. Have you been playing any Hearthstone? Uh, no. I, I'm actually so far out of the loop with Hearthstone, I feel almost as if it's not possible for me to get back into it. Yeah, no, because you've been really busy, man. I've barely seen you lately. Yeah, like I've I've got I've got some some irons in the fire. Oh, I know irons in the fire. <laughs> well, I I I know that you're. I was talking about earlier in the show that you're uh, looking to launch a new show on the Kiki Hansen Network, uh, a wrestling themed show. Mm-hmm. And our friends at All Games, we have a lot of hardcore wrestling wrestling fans over there, so we'll probably get that show on All Games as well. Maybe we could have a Saturday block, time when we tea time, and then a wrestling show. Ooh. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm working out uh, details right now with the top secret co-host. Okay. And uh, I, I'm actually talking about doing really large events with that, which is going to be kind of cool, like, um, you know, user-inspired Royal Rumbles and some some possible pre- uh, predictive. We're going to basically do ring announcement and uh, possibly let the computers uh, on, like, a... WWE 2K15, 2K16, fight it out, do some announcement, and see if it predicts the uh, the pay per views. Couple of things like that, you know. It, we we've got a lot of fun stuff. A few interviews, uh, getting set up and things. It, it's going to be fun. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's it's going to have a, a lot of impact. Eh? Oh, eh? I see that. It, is it TNA impact? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I, I still, I still a little, a little something about wrestling still, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of in the loop. I was going to uh, say, for anyone who didn't get that reference, I'll go back to, to Yogi's time. Macho <laughs> man. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, I am an old fart. That's that. I, like, uh, Macho Man, uh, uh, Jimmy Fly Snooker, uh, Blue Blazer. Was it Blue Blazer? Can't remember that. The Sheik. Ho- uh, original old school Hulk Hogan. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, Ultimate was a little more recent though. But see, no, no. I mean, those were those were eighties. Those were what we consider basically uh, golden age. Like if if I can make the the comic red, they're kind of their golden age. But then you've got like the even older. When when I mention names and people's eyes glaze, I know that they were kind of just WWF WWE fans. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like. Bruno San Martino. Oh. Killer Kowalski. Yeah, that's know. old school. Billy Graham. And then people just kind of, huh? That, that's when I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I got a podcast for you guys. <laughs> now, wait, Roddy Pop, Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper was pretty early on, too, wasn't he? Yeah. I he, feel like he, he was, like, did. an icon. He was. and it, like, But even that, that's kind of the, the WWE... Piper's Pit, I think, was probably one of the the better known things he was known for. Yeah, uh, I remember Jake the Snake. The yeah, one. Jake the Snake Roberts, Dusty Rhodes, American Dream. Yep. Um, but like back when it was still broken into territories, you know that that's kind of like the the really classic stuff. Oh, and Andre the Dying, we can't forget him. BFT uh, put that oh. out there. Of Doc course. Savage. Yep. Oh, man. So, yeah, you know, uh, 
one thing I would recommend, because I really want to see this be a, a long-term thing, definitely get some uh, guest hosts, some rotating hosts, because, you know, life happens and people can't make it. It's so important to have a co-host to keep you engaged, people that are fully invested in it and keep you, uh, the ideas coming. Even if you can't make the show, they can, like, you know, share some news bits and discussion points and all that stuff. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, it's really easy to lose to lose, uh, especially with the weekly format. And there's some people that are crazy, and they do they do daily show. That's really hard to keep up. Oh my god! Ideal world, though. Yeah. Speaking of things in the background that are just dead set on choosing bad times, got got the puppy in the background going off. <laughs> well, it's okay because we're about to wrap it up anyway. I found out an interesting fact about the puppy, the, the, the puppy and I'm, I'm going to make it a first-time announcement on Timey Wimey Tea Time. Uh-oh. So when, when my roommate had originally gotten the puppy, they were like, oh, it's some kind of black lab mix. It, it's cute. It's adorable. Look at the little puppy face, right? And I was hooked, and I was like, oh, it is pretty cute. It is pretty adorable. <laughs> and here we are, roughly... 12 weeks later and I'm like that is a really big black lab puppy like why why is he getting so big why are his paws still humongous in proportion to his body hmm because apparently this roommate did not know the difference between a black lab puppy and a predominantly black colored great dane puppy oh boy and so, so you have a Scooby Doo. I, I I've got a Marmaduke. I've got a big, tall Scooby Doo was a Great Dane, wasn't he? I'm not. I don't think so. He might have been. Um, I I do not know the exact lineage of one Scoobert Doo, <laughs> the third. But I, I'm sure it can be researched. Marmaduke, but, yeah, Marmaduke's huge. Yeah, he's going to be one of those tall, windowsill, pie-eating dogs. And and he's goofy, and apparently as puppies, they're super energetic and super loud and yeah. eventually grow to be a pony. So and you, you'll need, like, 20-gallon uh, uh, trash bags to pick up those poopies. Yeah, like, just, <laughs> my roommate's going to be like, how am I supposed to do this? And I'm going to be like, well, here's the number to rent a bulldozer. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. You need one of those, like, huge metallic uh scoopers that had like the two the two claws on it and the clumps clamps down and they, yeah. and they dump it into like a little rolling like trash bin <laughs> i kind of want to like keep the uh you know when someone fails on like prices right that dun, 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 uh, <laughs> i want to keep that i have that sound bit phone. somewhere <laughs> i, I want to keep it queued up on my phone so they're like the dog made a mess of the yard and i hand them a shovel and just play it in my pocket <laughs> Oh man! Well, one more thing on uh, 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 in video games uh, for those playing uh, Soul Forge. Uh, well, Hearthstone, I'm uh, I'm gonna try to make it. It's probably not gonna happen. I'm gonna try to make it to rank ten uh, before the season's over. I haven't been playing that hard, so I'll be happy with rank ten. I think the highest I made it is rank eight at any time, but it's really competitive now. And I'm noticing that the Goblin versus Gnome, the GVG packs, kind of stink. Uh, and Soul Forge, uh, there's a new expansion this weekend. I might have to switch gears because Immortal King expansion is out. 
and they're doing a legendary draft weekend, and it's guaranteed le- legendaries. So, mm-hmm. yeah, draft play is fun because you know you draft cards, you get to keep the ones you pick. So might be something to do this weekend. But anywho, we're gonna wrap it up for reals. For realsies this time, just um, a reminder for those that maybe maybe still be contacting Stan as our PR person. The best place to reach us is always twtt at geekyantics.net or geekyantics on Twitter or just geekyantics.net or, or the YouTube channel. Those are all good places. All geekyantics. You see a theme here? <laughs> but uh, but uh, once again, check out our sponsors. We love them. We appreciate everybody that donates or helps us uh, do affiliate marketing programs and other and promote and all that good stuff. Geekyantics.net for their sponsors. And don't forget, twtt... Time Wimmy Tea Time can be enjoyed wherever fantastic, beautiful podcasts can be found, including, but not limited to, Stitcher, iTunes, Zoom, uh, TuneIn Radio, and Spreaker. And uh, we appreciate all our fellow uh, Doctor Who podcasters and people doing just awesome things in the, in the podcast uh, space. Uh, hopefully we see more support for, uh, for podcasts on, uh, on consoles. Yeah, PS4 and Xbox One, looking at you. Make it a thing. It, it makes so much sense. Why not be able to just natively support podcasts while someone's playing the game? Because, let's face it, some people don't like those soundtracks that you have. So, uh, allgames.com, join us live by clicking... Just, just, not really easy. You just go to allgames.com, you don't have to click on anything, and right there on the front page, there's a media player, and you click play. You don't have to go to a separate page. Though, if you do go to a separate page, go to the live slash chat area, you go to the chat on there, and then join us on IRC. And we're every Saturday on allgames.com, uh, we stream live at noon Eastern, 5 p.m. in London, 4 p.m. in Madrid. That's when we start. And then, of course, we have our website, geekyantics.net. We have forums. Uh, we love more comments, more people signing up for the stream team so we can collaborate and help each other out. We get hundreds of thousands of unique monthly visitors across all our content. Uh, we don't get People go on Twitch, they're like, oh, you guys don't have that many like, live listeners or live viewers, but... On the podcast feeds and the website, trust me, is there. People enjoy the content more after the fact. Twitch is just too much of a grind. If you're not showing cleavage or doing something really off the wall, you know, like if you like someone was saying earlier, why don't you have video? We do have video. We just have why we have to show our ugly mugs. We're showing a nice little slideshow and we have little talking points on there, ways to contact us. You know, you don't always have to have a webcam, but you know, that's Twitch. People like doing. They expect a certain kind of level of eye candy. I understand it. You know, but for those that are always there on, on our Twitch shows, we appreciate you. You know, we have a very uh, loyal core of people, and it's not always about tons of people. It's more about having highly engaged people, and you guys keep us engaged with the conversation points, and it's, it's fun. We have some good discussions here and on Tea Time and, and, and our other shows. Um, that's pretty much it. Don't forget, you know, Twitch.tv forward slash Geeky Antics. We have lots of podcasts and uh, stream events. Um, Oolong, you have anything to pimp out? Um... No, not really. Uh, Twitter. Like, if you guys want to hear more about the the upcoming podcast, I'll be doing some Twitter updates on it. And uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um, ta-da! Awesome. And you can also find Fatal, aka Oolong, on geekyanswers.net. He hangs out there too. Quite often, I I kind of lurk the forums and say hi to people and stuff. Yes, and if you join our live channel, you can find out how to join our TeamSpeak server and be part of our game nights. They happen often. They often happen on Saturday nights, 
they happen post show. So we just do random gaming things, you know, community gaming. So if you're on the team speak and hanging out there, we might just pull you in and we'll have fun. We might even do pull you in for a random show, a random podcast, a random stream. Lots of things can happen there. But uh, you gotta be part of the live listening experience for that. Or at least send us a tweet or something or a comment on uh, on the site. Anywho, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Mm. It'll probably come back to me. Oh, yeah. BFT says Scooby-Doo is a great Dane. Okay. See, like I said, I'm sure it's Googleable, but I know not that much about Scooby-Doo the third. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. I love that. All right, folks. Thank you so much for, t- for joining us for Tea Time today. I need to get some more coffee in my system. There's a lot to do. But uh, we appreciate you. We got Oolong at the end here. So, yay. We got a really good conversation about Supernatural. So, I'm excited. Anyway, outro. See you uh, in two weeks for the next uh, TOTT. Peace. Take it easy, guys. We thank you. We thank you for every crumb, biscuit, and cake you bring to the table. Because Doctor Who belongs to all of us. What you bring to the timey-wimey tea time in your live chat participation, comments, likes, shares, tweets, and voicemail, all of it means the world to us. Love, true love, never fails. Do you like it? If you like what we're doing, well... Tell us for God's sake. Shout it from the rooftops at geekyantics.net or call it in 206 415 4987. That's 206 415 4987. That's it. Bless you. So long. And thanks for all the fish. Ah, Dawn, it won't be that long. Just a wee while. Because the timey wimey tea time will be back. We'll return next Saturday with fresh insights, questions, and epiphanies about Doctor Who. And heck yes, everything geek. Maybe same bat time. Absolutely the same bat channel. Every Saturday. Timey wimey tea time. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.